0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Bit of Fallatio. I'm your host, Jason Geller. And I'm your
1: producer, John Maddox.
0: Uh, welcome, producer everybody. extraordinaire, right? I thought we
1: agreed. <laughs> sure. Producer extraordinaire, John Maddox. There you go.
0: Glad to have you all back. Um, we heard uh, a lot of great feedback from everyone after our first episode. Um, Certainly glad to hear that you all liked it. Hopefully, we can continue to improve on it and um, give you something you guys enjoy week in, week out.
1: Yeah. And before we jump into uh, this week's podcast, just a reminder that A Bit of Fellatio is sponsored by Quarantino Casino, the number one Zoom casino. Join us September 23rd and mention promo code A BIT OF FELLATIO for $1 in free bets.
0: Should be a good time. I love uh, my Quarantino Casino.
1: Yeah. So, Jay, what uh, <clears throat> what transpired this
0: week? Well, you know, as we say, we lead with the winners here, and one of our four and O teams is still undefeated. Flynn's flock. Um, they won a couple of close heads, and uh, they squeaked past uh, Brett as well uh, by three and four points, respectively. Uh, What are we thinking about Danny's team, Flint's flock here?
1: Well, as you mentioned, um, he squeaked this one out. Uh, He only outscored two other teams, and they just happened to be the two other teams that he was playing. So to me, that's about as lucky as getting a two in Wordle. So, you know, take that for what it is. Um, You know, I, I see the flock are taking on two, one and three teams this week. So he might just luck his way into a 6-0 and start this year.
0: Well, that kind of is the extent of his luck. Um, on the unlucky side, uh, Danny's quarterback, Trey Lance, out for the year now. Broken ankle. Um, his only bench quarterback right now is Kenny Pickett, who has yet to gain the starting job in Pittsburgh. What are we thinking here? Well, there's some
1: garbage QBs out on the waiver wire. But I think if he actually wants to be a contender late in the season, he's going to have to make a, a move and um, find a team to trade with.
0: Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned that his team was structured all along, kind of leading into a trade. He had that uh, very strong wide receiver depth with uh, AJ Brown and and Jalen Waddle and uh, Michael Pittman. He's got DeAndre Hopkins coming back off of suspension. He's got Amari Cooper out there in the meantime, A lot of depth at wide receiver, uh, just a matter of if he can find the right trading partner and uh, make a deal or, to your point, just find whoever off the waiver wire and, uh, you know, stream the position week in, week out.
1: Yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on.
0: For a week or two, uh, depending on how Kenny Pickett comes along, but uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are playing on a short week. They play Thursday night this week, so... It uh, doesn't seem likely. I don't think we've heard, at least at the time we're recording this, if Pickett's starting or not, but it doesn't seem likely they'd throw him out there in a short week.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, who else we got for uh, winners?
0: Well, we got one other team that's currently undefeated through two weeks of the season, and that is Team Wobble. Um, they did not squeak by. They had almost the highest scoring team. They just missed the uh, high score by one point. Wobble's 4-0 and again to start the year. What do we think about his team here?
1: Well, if you can believe uh, the CBS website, they've got him number one in the power rankings. Um, You know, even without Gabe Davis, um, if he misses some time, he's got Drake London on his bench that looks to be a decent fill in. He's got a more challenging week three, two opponents that are two and two so far. But I really think that Wobble's team has what it takes to keep on trucking.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked in the past about all the chiefs he has, and I think, you know, to some extent, if if the chiefs go out and lay an egg and only put up, you know, three points or ten points on a week, um, maybe tough for him to find the rest of the fantasy points throughout his uh, rest of his roster, but he is kind of. Quietly coming up with some of the best wide receivers in the league. We mentioned Gabe Davis already, who, you know, unfortunately missed this week um, playing on Monday night. He's got Drake London coming up. He had a great game. Rashad Bateman in his second year is doing great. And then the big uh, possible league winner out there, Amon Ross St. Brown, who I love to see thriving. 29 points this week. Is he going to be a league winner? Is he that type of player?
1: No, I think he's just a flash in the Detroit pizza pan.
0: I don't think people should be sleeping on the Detroit lions, especially their <laughs> offense this year, but, um, and plus Detroit style pizza is amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll take your word for it. All right. What else, uh, what else you got this week?
0: Well, so one of the teams that, uh, did not start out the season so great, but, um, certainly had the bounce back, uh, highest week, highest scoring week this year, uh, this week anyway, um, Mike Venutolo put up a whopping 120 points behind Kyler Murray's 25 late game heroics and Aaron Jones getting in the end zone twice to put up a 28. Um, you didn't have such high hopes or, or high praise for Mike's team last week. What are you thinking now?
1: Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I was singing Mike's praise last week. Uh, I have all the confidence in, in his managerial skills. Uh, that being said, um, Aaron Jones went up against the softest defense in the NFC North, and I don't think that he gets to match up against that defense every week. So I don't think that he can rely on that sort of output. But all in all, he, you know, like you said, pretty solid performance, uh, decent bounce back. I, I think he's a contender.
0: Yeah, I mean, certainly. I mean, there were no weak spots on his team. Um, his worst scoring performer was uh, Hollywood Brown with uh, still putting up 68 yards. So, you know, really no dead spots in his lineup, at least this week. And he's got, you know, decent enough depth on his bench with uh, Jeff Wilson and Garrett Wilson, Team Wilson, I guess, over there. Um, Mike could be a team to watch here.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think he'll be in the mix. You got any uh, notable moves that happened this week?
0: Well, yeah, one of the teams that Mike played and defeated this week, um, Tommy Klim made the curious decision to bench Lamar Jackson. I'm just going to read you off Lamar Jackson's stats last week here. 318 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, 119 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown that went 79 yards. Finished with a total of 41 fantasy points all on his bench. How do you do that?
1: I don't know how you make such a boneheaded move and put somebody with, with that Type of performance on your bench, um, but you know he was bailed out by Hertz. Still able to go one and one this week. All in all, I I think that he's he's got a good path forward. Um, you know he's got Derrick Henry that's not putting up Derrick Henry numbers, and and when when that switch flips, I think that we'll see a much stronger uh, or you'll see. A much stronger team
0: I see what you did there uh, does Tommy have some issues though he's gonna be making a tough decision week in and week out between Hertz and Lamar Jackson at quarterback
1: is that a tough decision though if, if I've got two guys that are putting up super high then you know I'm I'm good either way so so what if I leave a lot of points on my bench that's more points that aren't going to my opponents.
0: Well, that's, that's certainly one way of looking at it. And I think on weeks where they both put up great games, like they did this week, it can, you know, make up for any potential errors, but on weeks where you pick the wrong one, he may be kicking himself a few times throughout the season here.
1: Yeah, definitely something to watch. Hey, uh, last week, Jay, we reached out and we asked our listeners to send in some, uh, some voicemails and, we actually got a call from one of our listeners who took issues with some of the criticisms you were throwing his way. Uh, let's take a quick listen and see what he has to say. This should be
0: good. Hey, guys, this is Ricky from Chilean of the Tortoises. Hey, great first episode overall. I think uh, you're missing a little bit of attention to detail. So why not? I want to push back some of the crush arguments that I heard about our team. Obviously, 0-2 is not the start we wanted. I'm not worried about Dak Prescott. I think he was just a guy anyway. And I was able to grab and grab Carson Wentz, who put up four touchdowns last week. So I've already replaced Dak. We're moving on there. Wow. Not a fan of our attention to detail, apparently. Um, However, I guess uh, Rick made a good point. He does have someone he could pick up in the form of Carson Wentz. And wow, did that ever come through for him? Carson Wentz uh, started him over Jameis Winston, who was already on his team. Uh, that decision netted Ricky a positive 20 points and actually helped him defeat me. He beat me by 10, so certainly made the difference there. Um, and I believe he also defeated you, John.
1: Yes, uh, do have to give a tip of the hat to, to Rick. Uh, he, he called his shot on that and... Um... It it turned out well for him, uh, a nice rebound for him. Um, however, attention to detail, you know, forces me to look at his team, and he called out his depth with Mixon and Gibson and Johnson, and they all were pretty underwhelming this week. You know, you, you say that his start of wins over, over J, Jameis was the determining factor, but I think the actual determining factor was getting a 28 out of the Bucks defense. And how often is that happening?
0: You know, I don't think it's something you can count on each week. The other thing he called out, and we did have to cut his voicemail short, as A, he rambled on quite a bit uh, longer than we were expecting, and B, uh, the audio quality out there in Chulota, um wasn't always the best towards the end well, of that voicemail.
1: you know, I, I did hear that uh, Chuliotta is getting a 3G cell tower soon, so – Maybe his audio quality will pick up in the
0: coming weeks. We can only hope. But what we did hear from Rick in that clip was that he believed that one of the guys that he auctioned, Dak Prescott, was just a guy. And as I look through Rick's team here, I see a bunch of guys that fit that mold. Antonio Gibson feels like just a guy. Deontay Johnson feels like just a guy. And so he's got a lot of just a guys for someone who doesn't draft the team but auctions it and can really pick out who you want. Feels like he didn't find the guys that he loved.
1: Yeah, well, it's the Chulita Tortoises. You know, they have slow start and a slow finish, but they, they just keep plodding along.
0: Well, but in his defense, he did make the right move at quarterback. Not every team did that. John, we come to your team.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I, I, I am not the best fantasy owner. Uh, I'll admit that right now and Brady is not the best fantasy quarterback. Um, he's done me dirty in the past. Um, I picked him up the year after his best year ever uh, some years ago, and it was a giant disappointment. I'm going to say it now. Brady is on the trading block. So, Danny, I know you're in, uh, in need of quarterback. Brady's your man. He'll, he'll take you to the, the promised land. I'm going to ride Tua. The rest of the year, Brady's sitting on my
0: bench. Wow, we didn't even get into the fact that choosing Brady over Tua cost you 29 points this week and you're already cutting uh, cutting Tom Brady off and uh, shipping him out of town as quickly as you can.
1: Yeah, uh, the that 29 points was the determining factor in uh, my loss to the uh, Chuliota tortoises. However, I was still able to eke out the win against my other uh, you know, opponent this past week. I, I can't remember who that was. Somebody not very notable, you know, just, just another team, I guess, just another guy.
0: Yeah, you know, that would be me. I mm. went into Monday night needing just a field goal out of Greg Joseph to tie and – Minnesota and the Vikings laid an egg. He put up a one. I honestly thought that they were going to kick that field goal with 10 seconds left in the game on fourth down, but they opted just to run out the clock. That would have been a wonderful way to, uh, you know, get a complete garbage time kick to win the game. But um, they walked off the field instead. I took the loss. I took two losses this week. We're going to regroup. We like our team. We've got DeAndre Swift. We've got Tyreek Hill. We've got Mark Andrews. We've got some other parts that we need to work around. Uh, but we feel like we have the right core, and uh, that's, uh, that's going to be our, our, our goal the rest of the season is to fill in around that core.
1: Well, you know, even though we're in the same division, best of luck to you next week. Um, and, you know, I think that just about does it for this week. Uh, thank you to all of our lovely listeners for all the, the support that you've given us, uh, the feedback that we received. Uh, we take it to heart. We hope that we can provide a, uh, an engaging and entertaining podcast for you all. Uh, remember to like and subscribe and ring that bell for notifications. Drop us a note in the comments and send us a voicemail if you like. Um, you know, Jay, are we forgetting anything?
0: Uh, yeah, one last item. Uh, Sean has a fantasy football team.
1: Yes, and they played two opponents this week.
0: Well, thanks so much for joining us here on Bit of Fellatio. I'm your host, Jason Geller. And I'm your producer extraordinaire, John Maddox. We'll see you next week.
1: Jay, did I lose you? Speaking of that, uh, Chuliota cell service internet connection i think we've lost our wonderful host